Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the Melchester Odyssey. Uh, I have in my hand the 25th of December, 1982 issue of Roy of the Rovers, uh, which, of course, we attempted to begin last week. We didn't get any further than the front cover, which, if you remember, has uh, Suzanne Dandor emerging from um, a green plastic mail sack um, with a half-human half-illustrated Roy Race hybrid dressed as Santa holding the bag up. Uh, it's 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 pretty chilling, really, for something that's aimed at kids at Christmas. There's a lot that for, for them yeah. to, um, to take yeah. in, uh, deal with, but um, there Just it is. Just a glimpse of how generally terrifying being a kid in that era was, really. <laughs> yeah, you never knew when something was just going to come along that would just horrify you um, just out of the blue. Uh, you were constantly ev- evading um, terror. But, uh, that's this, here's, that's a, here's a cardboard cutout of a man who has kidnapped a young lady who's wearing a plastic party well, hat in a green mailbag. That's the thing. Usually they would have a full cardboard cutout of Roy in these things, but this this is there's human limbs there. There's human hands holding the sack open. This is know. a... a, a then the illustrated face behind the uh, the cowl of Santa Claus. It's it's a conceptual nightmare. And as we said yeah. last week, I, it feels to me as if someone's panicked last minute. I feel as if they had something else big planned for the cover, like Double K dressed as Santa with yeah. uh, Terry Mack with wearing antlers, pretending to be Rudolph, pulling him along on a sleigh. I mean, right? That's and the, mm. it fell through at the last minute because of either a logistical mix-up or dispute over money. They did the old, like, up in their feet at the last minute on the morning. He can still come, but he wants, you know, Kevin Keegan's agent, yeah. I've forgotten his name, but he wants, like, an extra 500 quid for him and Terry Mack. And so yeah. it's all fallen through, so they've just had to say, right, throw something together, see if you can get Suzanne Dando over here, put a Christmas tree in the background, I don't know, stick her in a fucking sack. <laughs> I can't agree, Sam. I think this was the this was the intention all along. I think this was the the limit of their um, inspiration for it, and there it is, and the the, the, the tree with the Roy the Rovers annual underneath it, and the blue plastic bowler hat. It's, 
If it had been me, I would have gone. I think it would have looked more interesting if I'd it had been a fully illustrated Roy and an yeah. illustrated sack and an illustrated background and everything, but then superimposed yeah. photographic image of Suzanne Dano coming out of the sack into the illustrated. I think world. that would have looked better. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, well, we've got the damsel in distress story, which Suzanne Dando stars in, along with Roy. And we'll cover that in the next episode. Which this is going to be a two-parter. Well, it's a three-parter now because we've done one part just looking at the fucking front cover. And we're still talking about the fucking We're still front talking cover. right now. It could be a four-parter the way we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and get into the uh, the, the meat and the bones of the, uh, the main story, which, of course, is in colour. Uh, we've got the snow-capped lettering inside as well where it says Roy of the Rovers. Um, but uh, this... this story itself doesn't seem to take place on Christmas Day because it continues from last week uh, we'll have the little bit of um, preamble at the beginning that brings us up to date it says Melchester Rovers injury problems had compelled Roy to make drastic changes including the return of veteran goalkeeper Tubby Morton but not even Tubby could stop Port Dean's new German star Hans Gruber I'd forgotten about Hans Gruber from scoring an early goal and then fresh disaster struck Poor Dean are going to be fucking invincible with this Hans Gruber cunt up front, aren't they? Yeah. Jesus Christ. 1982, a German hot shot. I know, fucking, fucking hell. hell. That would have been Nothing more terrifying been than that. Carl uh, Heinz Rummenigger. Yeah, yeah. It? Yeah, because he, he was rampant in the 82 World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, here we are. We're on the pitch um, and... We've got Vic Guthrie sitting down on the grass. He's been injured in a tackle Whoa. at the end of the last episode. And uh, it must be serious because there's Taffy Morgan. And Taffy has removed Vic Guthrie's boot and sock in order to tend to his injury. So you don't <laughs> see that happening anymore, do you? You yeah, never I see don't a, even a remember that happening. Foot. I don't remember seeing that at football. <laughs> Did that used to happen no, quite either. a lot in the 70s and stuff? I don't... I, don't think so. I don't. I find it repulsive. I don't mind it's telling a, you. I don't need to right, see that. A barefoot on a football pitch. I think pitch. It, the FIFA right. should be like it. Really takes the edge off the glamour of the sport. So, in future, <laughs> it should be a rule. Like, if you need to have your sock removed, then you need to leave the field of play. Or they need to put a screen up around you, like they did with yeah. that impromptu screen with uh, Ericsson during Euro oh, 2020. Mate, why did you? You shouldn't have brought that up. Now I'm we just, have to all I'm, feel sad again thinking about. We, well, it's all right because he's he he prevails. He survived. I'm just I'm, suge- I'm just suggesting that the removal of a boot and sock is as serious as. Uh, Are you a saying heart that attack? Roy and the lads should have basically <laughs> formed a human shield around him, and then Vic yeah. Guthrie's wife ran down from the stand and is crying yeah. on the touchline, whilst being yeah. comforted by by. You know, one of the other lads by Mackay or yeah. Blackie or something like that. We've had to expose his foot. And they removed his sock. <laughs> yeah. They have. Yeah, they have. This is definitely. We're feeling the worst. You have to be strong. <laughs> <laughs> we think it's a bunion. Uh, if it's swollen, it might not go back on again. <laughs> they might have to put a towel over him to take him off. Uh, he's ready for the Rachel's yard. <laughs> Probably for the best you shoot him dead. 
<laughs> I'll pass that on today. It's that very understanding of you. <laughs> I have to agree. But because guns, for some mad reason, are still illegal in this country, it might fall to me to beat him to death with a gravel-filled sock. If you're looking for another husband, we've got one or two young lads in the youth team who are unattached at the moment. My slab's coming through. Me and Roy have assessed them in the showers and a a couple of them are very well hung. (laughs) But we don't want to get carried away at this point. But it's something to think about. No, I am interested. Please bear me in mind. Well, I'm only saying if we don't know yet, his sock isn't even off yet, is it? This is sock off. And all the atmosphere, but we think it is coming down. That's down to Taffy. He's the professional here. How many inches are we talking? On the slack. <laughs> uh, I know, um, I've seen Vic in the shower. And he's surprisingly small in that department. <laughs> and Roy's often said that's what makes him so angry and aggressive. That's the source, source of his aggression. <laughs> small cock syndrome. <laughs> you know, a lot uh, of serial killers are found to have micro penises. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting psychological phenomenon, Mrs. That Ted Bundy, a lot of people say, was a very handsome, attractive, charismatic man. But when they had a look, his penis was like a little crayon. <laughs> you know, all the ones that get worn down when you're at school, and they're all, it's like a nib. But you really need a yellow, because you draw in a sum. And the only yellow left is the little one that's just a nib. That's what Ted Bundy's knob looks like, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you can sometimes draw a sun in orange I know but I like to draw it in yellow You know I had a mate called Teddy at school And he used to say it was alright to draw a sun in red But I thought that was fucking stupid Do you think that misses? <laughs> well if you're desperate I suppose you could <laughs> But yes I would say my three choices would be Yellow first followed by orange And red at a pinch <laughs> I mean, you could use purple if you had to and pretend it's like some kind of outer space sun. But then that changes the whole context of your picture, doesn't it, really? It's almost more like a moon then, at that stage, then, and you'd have to draw then, the rest of the... You'd have to change the rest of the picture. But I always do the blue sky before the sun. You'd have to change the people into, like, robots or something, because then you're just dealing with a different planet, aren't you? <laughs> I love drawing, Mrs. To you. Yes, I find it relaxing. Ah, all right, me too. We should get together and have a right good draw one day. You know, if Vic dies, like, and if my wife dies, which there's no sign of it, but it could happen. I think my wife might let me come round and just draw with you anyway, given Uh that Vic's fucking dead now, so... I don't know. Well, ask I could just ask say her. you're feeling lonely and you need some male company. If we convince her that there's nothing sexual going on, it's just colouring and drawing, then she might be all right. Because, you know, Roy <laughs> usually comes around to spend time with her on Wednesday nights and she likes me to get out of the house. It's only because they like watching uh, Passage to India together. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, God. So, uh, yeah, Vic's foot has been exposed on the Melchester pitch in front of thousands of fans. I bet he just feels completely naked, I would. God. This is fucking, um, this is fucking undignified. It's humiliating. <laughs> Everyone's looking at my fucking poxy foot. Right, <laughs> this is revenge. This mortal. <laughs> this is revenge for the shooting allegation, isn't it, Race? You've made Morgan <laughs> do this. Humiliating. One incident Taffy. at a time. Taffy, take his sock off. What are you talking about, me sock off? It's only me knee that hurts. Taffy, <laughs> take it off. sock off. <laughs> ah, you've been waiting for this moment, haven't you, Race? <laughs> That's right. Let them all see his fucking foot. Yeah. Revenge is a dish best served cold cunt. They'll get your foot out. <laughs> for these thousands of paying customers. Let's not make a scene about it. I don't want to have to come over there and pull it off myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Taffy says, uh, Vic twisted his ankle trying to stop Gruber Roy. It's not too serious, but he's finished with this match. And Roy has got his, <laughs> uh, his hand on the side of his head. He looks fucking... Yeah, this is right. I'll bring on Kenny Logan. Tough luck, Vic. These are, of course, are the days now, when you off. only had one sub. And your only sub here is a striker and you're taking a defender off. Mm. Um, but uh, it says, as the Rovers super brat went off, um, he's got a blanket around him, a blue blanket That's around him That's been quite well. interesting when in days of one sub. I don't really remember mm. it that well because you must have sometimes, say if you were like defending a lead mm. and a centre-back went off and you only had like a winger on, then you'd, mm. you'd more often see players having to play completely out of position, yeah. which would yeah. add more sort of jeopardy and excitement to a game. You go, okay, yeah. they're 1-0 up, there's 10 minutes left, and they've had to play like a midfielder who's only like 5 foot 8 in yeah. fucking uh, in centre-back position. That's well, sort yeah. of an uh, extra like sort of like subplot to a game that you don't really get anymore, do you? Because now, I mean, yeah. fuck... I've lost track of the amount of fucking subs there are and how many you're allowed to bring on. Has it gone back purpose, to three now? I think it's up to four now. It could be five, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, and now, like, I, whatever happens, you've got an extra of that exact position on the bench, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the substitute was, was only for there in case there was an injury, really. That mm. was the prime purpose of the substitute. Yeah. It wasn't to, for tactical reasons or for, you know, resting tired players after 75 minutes. Oh, he's tired. I'm a bit tired. Can we I have, have a rest? Yes. We have, a, we have another kickabout in four days' time. He's too tired. We'll have to take him off and let him have a I rest for it. I need to rest my leg. Because <laughs> it's been I kicking so much, you see. <laughs> kick, kick, kick. Kick, kick, I've kick. Run. I've run nine kilometres today and I'll have to do it again on Wednesday night. Oh. <laughs> My up. foot hurts too. I think I've bruised it. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So, Kenny's got by the way, blue blanket by, around By the him. way, Kenny Logan's oh, yeah. coming on and over the s- mm. summer months, he looks that, as if he's had something done to his hair because it's a lot bigger and more bouffant. Yeah. Do you know what it looks yeah. like? It looks a bit like my nan's hair. You know, like nan oh, hair, yeah. where it was yeah. like a helmet. Um, Thatcher, obviously, was the benchmark yeah. for helmet hair. But, like, you know those things, mate? Those hats, those big metal electronic hats that old women put on when they're at the hair salon? Yeah. 
what what goes on inside of them? What is what are they? I think they they um, they style the hair with heat, right? Um, and it, it just it, it lifts it all because so, old women's hair is quite thin, isn't it? So it lifts right. it and it gives it what, what I think they call volume. Mm. And it, so it, just so, the hot, the, so inside of that machine is just heat. Just heat. It's like an air fryer. Yeah, so they, on your so, head. <laughs> no, they just sit in this head with their head, and yeah. they read their magazines and gossip. Two hours, yeah. For two hours. But they maybe, must be fucking boiling. It can't be good for you. Maybe it doesn't do anything. Maybe it's just something that you can have on while they sit and gossip and read the magazines. It's called a gossip hat. Being in there. Yeah, <laughs> gossip headgear. <laughs> you know. put it on, and it stirs your gossip juices. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Do you, think, do you think Roy's got a row of them in the dressing room or in the, the physio yeah. room at Melchester? I've often wondered if people, like rich old women had those installed in their homes. Oh, imagine that. If we had hair. I'd love one. I mean, up. I'm bald, but I'd still love one around the place just to show off when mates came round. Come on, then. Do you want the tour? Imagine saying yeah. that to someone. Do you want the tour? But Come your, on, yours, have a look at this. Your machine could be like one of them off like a car wash or something that buffs... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like um, like one of those um, shoe buffers. Yeah, but in, in case of inside a helmet. Yeah, mm. I do like it when my head feels shiny. Do you? Do you shine it up? Have you got wax and that for it? No, but um, have I ever? T- I don't know if I've ever told you this, um, but I think it's your right to know and the listeners' okay. right to know that I use not all the time, but I do own some. Um, moisturizer with gradual tan elements to oh, it really because i'm very pale and i saw it once it was a three for two it's boots own brand mm-hmm. and it was three for two and i was looking for i like to put something on after i've shaved my, my a couple of times a week i have a complete shave where i do i cover practically my entire head in foam yeah and i shave yeah. my head with the razor and then the fit the, the face and and afterwards i like to apply a cream of some description. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just use it if it's my wife or daughter's just got some lying around, I've got to stick that on. And I was in boots and I saw this and it's three two and it said, Oh, gradual tan. I thought, well I'm very pale and sometimes I think yeah. that it, I look actually unhealthy. So I thought I've got it, I'll get it, right? So on my fateful uh this morning pharmacy gate appearance, um I was doing makeup do it, you go into the makeup and they shine and there's bright light shining on you in the mirror and she's trying to like apply some they usually put on a bit of makeup I suppose to make you look a little bit more like a bit more colour yeah and what I realised was was that my face I hadn't noticed it because it's gradual turn Andy it's not like I don't you know you're not going to look like Bob Monkhouse it's very very gradual subtle look you wouldn't have noticed mm. you would have just thought Sam looks really healthy Right, he, get, and, he gets um, outdoors and runs a lot, so it's understandable. Yeah, you'd have put it down to that, but no, it was all fake because I've got this sort of pale complexion that even if I am outdoours, it won't get any colour in it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I, uh, so I'm looking in the mirror, and she was saying I'm having a problem here, and the problem she was having was that I had this sort of tan, like light tan, that went up from my chin, up yeah. through through the nose and the other areas of the face, and it got above the eyebrows and above the frown lines and then when it got to the top of my spam it stopped and because my head was shaved it was like there was a straight line and my dome was milky white 
and there was a complete cup. It looked fucking weird. I mean, almost like a sort of a paler pint of Guinness. So it was dark, 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 white. Did you then consider wearing perhaps a baseball cap for the TV appearance to mask it? (laughs) Yeah, I asked if I could. I usually have one with me because I do wear a hat usually out and about. And um, they said no dice. And that no might have been why I went no on irritable rule. and made the regrettable remarks that, about the that's pharmacy what I was trade. Say. That's what I was going to say. You were on edge as yeah. a result of all that. So that's probably what caused it. Mm. Small margins, isn't it? I'm glad yeah. you told me that story. Jalapeño. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. What would you do if you didn't have any of that cream around the house? Would you use, like, maybe butter or something like that instead? Sometimes I use an old tea bag and I just wipe that yeah. across my face and that is quite good because it it's, it, it, it's refreshing but it also like lends a dark t- tan a sort of a skid yeah. mark effect to your face which is what I'm looking for and it, it it leaves you with the smell of tea around you all day yeah which is lovely business, which is nice isn't it yeah mm. you can't beat that good I'm glad you've shared that um, let's continue uh, yeah Kelly Logan's coming on. And the Lampards in the crowd have their have their say, obviously. Uh, a striker coming on in place of a defender that could unbalance the team, as we've just said, of course, with the substitute. <laughs> Especially as Kenny Logan has been going through a bad patch. God, I hope he don't. I don't. He didn't hear them because that's just going to remind him. Yeah. Bad patch. Bad yes. patch. Logan. Hope the bad God. patch doesn't continue. You, um, you don't want to have to go back to Scotland and eat humble pie and work in your father's <laughs> estate agency. But one of them says, don't worry, Roy will sort him out. I wonder what he's saying to the lad. Don't fuck and it up, says, yeah. Shit yeah. I went through with your fucking batshit old man. This is the way you <laughs> fucking reward me with these kind of performances. Just don't be a cunt. He says, I wonder what he's saying to the lad. And the other one says, something that will produce a goal or two, I hope. Very good, very witty. Um, soon after the restart, uh, Roy lofts a ball over the the defence of Port Dean into the path of Kenny Logan, uh, and Roy thinks, "Now then, Kenny." Um, crowd says Roy could have passed to any of two or three players, but he's given it to Logan. What's he going to do with it? Interesting stuff. Uh, the conversation in the crowd continues. That's what Port Dean would like to know. Well, I guess they would like to know what he's going to do with it, yeah, because then they can fucking preempt it and put a stop to it. So there's two uh, Portine defenders. One says, somebody take him. Come on. Another one says, he's getting too close. They're standing off him. The two centre-backs are on the six-yard line for some fucking reason. And Logan is on the edge of the penalty area with the ball at his feet. And he hits it. And suddenly, back of the net. Oh, it's there. Right out of the blue. 
Logan just took a whack at it. Um, yeah. At myself, I'd be like, probably just jumping up and down going, yes, yes, fucking get in, yes. <laughs> Rather than a- analysing it like that. Hug a stranger. Yeah, right out of the blue. Um, so from then on, it says, the very sight of Kenny Logan threw the Port Dean defence into a panic. Um, he's fucking tormenting them. The ball comes through, one of them shouts, Brian! And Brian shouts, no, Logan's closing me down. Knock it back to the keeper. So there is this absolute panic among the Port Dean defence. Logan's doing the work of three men, harrying them all. So Brian does try to pass it back to the keeper. Uh, It deflects off another defender's leg. Their centre-back got in the way. Yours, Roy. And, of course, it falls straight to Roy. Left hand side, edge of the box. You know what's coming next. It's the fucking rocket. The fucking well, that's what rocket. The crowd. The rocket, straight in and no messing. But it doesn't seem to be that hard. It's, it's low. Normally, normally the rocket goes high, doesn't it? No, it's sort of more of a dink. Usually, it's very yeah. straight, straight as an arrow, um, and it whooshes like always mm. creates g-force and makes the, the, the any defenders standing within a few yards of its trajectory. Their cheeks yeah. start to flap about. But in this case, it sort of bends slightly from just outside the six-yard box. Yeah. But um, I once again, look at the muscle definition on Roy's left leg as he's hitting that shot. It's fantastic, isn't it? Tremendous. It's up there with well, the best thighs of all time, you've got to say Mark Hughes, Stuart Pearce. I don't even think uh, you get thighs like that anymore because I think that players are just more kind of lean. Lean, yeah. Yeah, like but Stuart uh, Pearce and Mark Hughes had the had the best, didn't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, nice arse on him as well. Mm. In those tight red shorts, crack fucking um, walnuts in that ass crease, and I yeah, have, have done as well. <laughs> Round I'll show you if you don't believe me. I was asked we're to do it on Jim or fix it, but um, there was a there was a diary clash, so I couldn't do it. When me and Blackie, Blackie's wife are watching a passage to India, I normally take some hazel nuts around. <laughs> Which <laughs> are actually night. the fucking hardest ones to crack. Hardest ones to crack. <laughs> they look the smallest, so you think they're going to be the easiest, but it's fucking hard, especially when you're using your ass. I should I just pick them up some... off the floor. <laughs> suck them up with the anus I should probably take some monkey nuts there. monkey nuts are easy and then I relax my cheeks and drop them onto a little plate for Mrs Grant <laughs> to feast she, upon she gobbles them up <laughs> she loves it she finds the whole thing very entertaining <laughs> um, oh so there the rocket puts it in the back of the net hooray they all shout not even Gruber can save you now Port Dean only fucking 2-1 fuck's sake um, but they're right because then in the next panel it says Kenny Logan added a third goal just before full time but we're not showing you that one just got to take our word for it um, uh, they're going off fucking hell this one of the Port Dane players shaking hands with Blackie Gray and he's smiling I hate that I hate that camaraderie among players at the end of a game yeah nice he's to meet smiling. you you've just been beaten yeah you've just lost 3-1 you- you see it a lot more these days. You they do. love each other you these do. days, all the Premier League players, don't they? I don't think Roy Keane likes it. 
No, fucking uh, him and Sooners once, absolutely once, hate it. Once again, I have to recommend the uh, Gary Neville Roy Keane Woodland interview. Oh, yeah. That's on YouTube. It's an hour long, but by God, there's not an ounce of fat on it. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, Blackie said to Roy, Come on then, Roy, what's the secret? The kid was magic. And Duncan Mackay says, But we couldn't figure out what role you'd given him. <laughs> you could have asked, could have asked Kenny during the game, What role do you have right now, Kenny? <laughs> Explain it to me. Simply, there's a match going on. (laughs) Uh, Roy does explain. He says, because there wasn't one. He says, I'm not surprised because there wasn't one. I was so cheesed off by that injury to Vic. I just told him to get in there and do things naturally. And he did. Uh, And it's one of those ones where Roy's um, cut out head. There's a close-up of Roy's cut out head. So he's kind of addressing the readers. It's almost a message to football itself to um, you know let players express themselves and not be bogged down mm. in tactics and systems just send everyone out on the pitch let them do what they want it'll fucking work out if it's meant to 11 against 11 best versus worst so he's telling football how to put its own house in order so then they're all in the dressing room afterwards some of them are shirtless some of them are not Um Who's that? Is that Jimmy Slade? He's got it punching the air and says, what a start is, to the festive season. Yeah, he's had a bit of a perm, I think. He looks very much like Keegan there. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Like mm. Younger Keegan, the early yeah. perm years. Yeah. When it was just more of a wave than a perm. When he was at Liverpool, before, yeah. Before he went full full, full curls. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and Noel Baxter fucking... Says uh, for some reason, fantastic. What have you got lined up for Christmas this year, Roy? Fucking ass liquor. Fuck off, mind your own fucking business. Fucking day off away from you, you cunt. Why? What have you heard? (laughs) 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 It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be with my fucking family all day. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no further questions. Roy says absolutely nothing apart from a quiet family celebration with Penny and the kids. Not even a fucking mother's coming round. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank fuck. She's gone round to her fucking dickhead brothers who I have nothing to do with. <laughs> After the incident was in incident. Christmas 78. <laughs> there was a skirmish Good. in my garage one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be getting stuck into the fucking Grand Marnie at around about 10am this year. <laughs> and I've got Pen. I gave Pen some extra housekeeping to get a big bag of that fucking Bombay mix stuff. Fucking delicious. I've got a thing for that. Well, that'll be me. 10am, I'll be watching Noel Edmonds with a fucking large glass of Grand Marnie and Tizer on the go. And a fucking okay. bowl, a massive fucking cereal bowl full of Bombay Nick mix next to me. <laughs> Melissa's been told to get out of bed no earlier than 8.30 and we're going to be doubling the night drugs of the other one so he'll slip right through. He'll probably be groggy at lunchtime. It's fine, we've got him just a saucepan and a fucking wooden spoon. Not even new ones, just wrap them up once from the kitchen. He don't notice the difference, he'll be fucking delighted with that. Then a new crash helmet. He'll be loving it. <laughs> um, 
I got then... pen. I managed to get some um, knocked-off luncheon vouchers from a pal of mine in the feathers, <laughs> and I've just given Pen a load of those in an envelope. I said, you know, you've got a month's worth of lunches there when I'm out at work. <laughs> work. Uh, um, so then we cut to the race family home, and it says, as Roy arrived home full of the Christmas spirit, and he's just trying to put, he's just trying to plant a peck on Penny's cheek. She's sitting in the big chair, and he says, "I Penny, everything." mate. Look at the size of that. That's definitely Roy's chair that he's had yeah. made bespoke. Yeah, yeah. Getting the biggest fucking armchair you can get. Oh, oh, I can sit on there with you, Roy. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, you can't. It's very big, but it is only big enough just it's a one for manner. one athlete. No conceits on that other than me. <laughs> um, and he said, "Hi, Penny. Everything all set for a marvelous Christmas." And she's got a fucking face on her, and her arms folded. And she's she got says, a face no. like a twisted slipper. Oh yeah, no. And the two kids are playing in the background near the Christmas tree. They're, they're happy and oblivious to what's going on. He says, "Hey, what's the matter, love?" She says, "This, the Christmas edition of your magazine, with, with you and that." That girl plastered through it. So this, <laughs> this, this is a head fuck for me, right? Yeah, now we're going fucking very th- meta. This, she's holding up a copy of the magazine. Oh th- my this God. scene is in right now. It's like the I, Matrix. I, I can't understand what's happening here. So if he was to open that magazine, or comic as we this. called it back then, he could turn to this page and see this happening as it's happening in his life. Fuck me. What? I don't understand. What's this? Why am I a cardboard cutout but with human hands? And why is there a (laughs) three-dimensional human woman in a bag? (laughs) What the fuck's going on? I think I've taken one of the kids' nighttime pills. Oh, God. This is like the end. Isn't this exactly like the end of um, St. Elsewhere that you've told me about a few times before? the whole thing was just going on inside the mind of an autistic child. Um, it's going inside, on inside the mind going. of Roy Jr. It is. It is. Um, maybe this podcast is. Um, and he says, he looks all innocent. He says, but that's Suzanne Dando. She's famous. We thought it would be nice to have some glamour in our Christmas issue. Look at the fucking <laughs> headlamps on it, Pen. You can't fucking argue with that. I don't care what you say. That's going to shift some fucking copies. We're going to shift some copies to the dad market as well, see? She got, she's a fucking gymnast. Look at the body on her. My God, the wanky levels in this country are going to be through the roof this Christmas. <laughs> and believe me, I know. I tested it out before we went to print. I've, I've told the National Office of Statistics to get ready for a spike. <laughs> right, you're right. Christmas. Now, Pen, the truth hurts. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so she hasn't accepted that explanation. She's poking him with her finger. She's going, you, you used to think I was glamorous. Why couldn't you have chosen me to appear on the cover? Oh, fucking hell. All right, oh, young Fuck off. Jesus. Fucking hell. You, we can't have you on the front. You've had three kids. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. You're still lovely in a homely way. And once upon a time, whoa, the first time I clutched in the feathers, you were fucking dynamite. But, you know, 
Gravity you know, always wins, do, as they say. Do, domesticity's taking some of the edges off a bit, but you know, I'm still happy to have you around. You're good with the kids. We do Keep it with the, the lights nice. off, and that suits us but both, I think. You are not magazine cover fodder. Let's just say that. <laughs> Especially not Christmas. Once upon a time, <laughs> sweetheart, maybe, but no more. Time matches on for all of us. Apart from me, I look fucking great. <laughs> Especially not Christmas when I'm trying to get the wanky numbers up. Sorry, Ken. It's just not happening. Maybe it's Halloween. Well, I'm going to think about you for Halloween. Get you all, get you all dressed up like a witch. <laughs> Some pervs like that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> all spooky like. Yeah, Halloween is the sexiest night of the year for going out round town. <laughs> Mind you, same rules as last year. You stay home to dish out the sweets. You're not coming out with me trick or treating. Me and Blackie have something special usually lined up that night. Trolling the streets in my car. Handing out, well, treats, Roy, if you like. In the Roymobile. <laughs> so she says, yeah, why couldn't you have chosen me to appear on the cover? And he goes, but, but, but Penny... And then she storms off towards the kitchen and says, perhaps Miss Dando would like to cook your Christmas dinner for you. And he turns to the fucking, turns to the camera. <laughs> Almost winking. Us. I bet yeah. she would. Anyway, yeah. ta readers. Have a very festive time. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your wanking. He more or less looked at the camera as if to say, birds, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, well. I hope you have a Merry Christmas anyway. It looks like, it looks as if I've got one or two problems to sort out. <laughs> but, but as you can see, I'm smiling and raising one eyebrow, so I really couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> to me, it's just amusing, this kind of spat. <laughs> the thing is, what's she going to do? Where's she going to go? She's used to the it's, luxury. She Look at this gaff. Do she really think she would have got that if she'd ended up with that fucking Gary cunt she knew from the building society before me? Do me a fucking favour. What's he, assistant regional manager now? It's 1983, the cunt's probably on seven grand a year. Joke. Uh, I might go around, sit outside his house later and have a look. <laughs> Try and tempt him out for a fight. I fucking told her anyway. He's fucking... He's, he's got some of them. He's hooked up with some fucking whale who he met. He doesn't come with the feathers because he knows he's not allowed. He's not welcome there. But he, he goes to the dove and he's hooked up with the whale who worked behind the bar there. They've got three fucking screaming little brats already. So if Penny's got any, holding out any hope that that's an alternative, then she can think again. <laughs> I mean, this, this might seem like a bit of bother that I'm in, but... It breaks up the tedium, to be quite honest. <laughs> Keeps things lively. And the makeup sex is going to be incredible. <laughs> it's a spice the of makeup, life, this sort of thing, readers. The makeup, <laughs> the makeup sex is going to be incredible. And let me assure you, I'll be thinking about Suzanne Dando the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, readers, on that festive note, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. <laughs> and remember... Merry Christmas. It always is worth keeping things spicy in your relationship. Keep the ladies guessing. Ta-da! <laughs> so there we go. And then it says, next week, Melchester had better settle down or they're in for a thrashing. That'll be their Boxing Day game. Mark He's that like, 10 for that I, one. Of course, not all of you will be operating at the level whereby 
you can utilise Suzanne Dando as a pawn in your marital sex game. But <laughs> the principle may still apply in your own tawdry little lives. Um, I'm giving that a 10. Yeah, of course, 10. Definitely. Um, and the next part of this instalment will be with you tomorrow, if you're listening on IFS. Um, and that will cover the damsel in distress story starring Suzanne Dando and one or two other uh, little special bits that are in this Christmas one. So there we go. Thank you very much for listening and we'll be back soon. Goodbye and Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.